Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How is everybody doing today? Happy Thursday, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever day or time you're listening. So happy to be back on the mic with you guys. How is everybody doing? I feel like I'm in a much better place than I have been in the last few days and that makes me feel really, really good. I feel like the last a like month or so was just like my like down era and now I'm like entering you know the beginning of hot girl summer like I just feel like I'm in my social era I'm social butterfly like I want to go out and be around people I want to meet people I want to be social want to have a good time and summer is almost here so what better time for this to hit me like Cupid's arrow um also I saw something on TikTok today that which is so true 100% true that it says like when you stop putting out the energy out there that you are wanting a relationship and that you are looking for something when you are so prioritized on you and focused on you and work or your friendships or whatever anything else that is when life rewards you with the most options to choose from in the dating pool And nothing has been more true than the last five months of my life. It's the funniest thing. I went into 2023 saying, I don't want a relationship and I'm not going to be looking for one. And I've just had a great time. Like I've met a lot of different people and like I'm single and I'm enjoying being single and I don't want to be in a relationship with anyone. And none of them have really like caught my attention truly to make an impact for me to be like, oh, like I want to pursue this, but it's been really cool just being able to meet all these people like that's I think that's also why I'm in my social butterfly era I'm like I'm really just enjoying exploring my city making new friends and meeting new people and just having a blast and because of all the people that I've met the opportunities that are coming my way work-wise and just life social life-wise and friendship-wise and just so many great things are happening and I'm just really really excited to continue this hot girl summer era that I am in and thought I would share that with you guys um what else is going on i feel like actually i'll share that in my second speed of the week so let's do that my suck of the week is that i've been feeling very stiff lately and i know it's part of it is stress and part of it is like i've just not been sleeping well because of the stress and also like i have always had good posture i'm a dancer so i i'm pretty like back is straight shoulders are back but i definitely noticed that in the last few years i have hunched over a lot more than i usually do and it's definitely taking its toll on my body so i want to start getting into more workout classes i'm thinking about getting class pass one of my friends on social media hosts free yoga classes every week at a park in the city so i'm excited to go to that and start going to her classes and just being a lot more active because i can tell that my body is feeling it like just being more sedentary and sitting down all day and you know working from home I don't really leave these four walls if I don't have reason to so definitely need to get up and move my body more and you know the physical bonus is you know that's exactly what it is it's a bonus but I definitely for my mental health I know it would be really really good for me so that's something I'm looking forward to I'm wanting to implement this year um or at least for the rest of the year and and also, you know, hot girl summer, go meet people when taking workout classes and look good for the summer too. But that's always a bonus. It's all for mental health and just feeling good in my body. And my sweet of the week is with all these people that I'm meeting, I'm just getting invited to cool opportunities and events. And I got to go to a grand opening of a restaurant in Miami last week and I was standing right next to Dave Grutman, which if you're from Miami or are familiar with Miami and you know like all the clubs and like the party restaurants in Miami, he is the owner of them or at least most of them. And it was really cool. I was just standing at this event and I thought I saw his wife and I was like, that lady looks really familiar. Like, where do I know her from? Like, who is that? And it took me like five minutes to realize like, oh, it was her. And then I turn around and he's literally standing two seconds two seconds two feet away from me and i was like oh wow like hi um did not introduce myself did not say anything i don't really like to do that when i see celebrities or like important or famous people you know i like to give them their privacy they're humans too but it was just really cool to be that close proximity to him i love his some of his restaurants i haven't been to all of them and i just 
don't know, I just thought it was really cool that I was in such close proximity to, to them. And Natina Tasha was at that event too. She's a Latin reggaeton artist, which I love her music. So it was really cool to see her. She was stunning in person. And I also have kind of become like a bar exam whisperer. I've had like five or six calls with different 3Ls or people taking the Florida bar from out of state on bar prep tips and like what I did to study for the bar and kind of easing their fears about the bar exam because people are so petrified of this exam. I feel like they just put this really weird like pressure and like you're not gonna have a life for two months like bar prep is your life like mentality and that's so not true and I just I love that I've been able to assure people that they can have a life and that bar prep doesn't have to be completely miserable you can still have fun this summer while prioritizing school and school and bar prep you know um because you're studying for two months straight everything you learn in law school and more um but yeah that's been really cool and I just again I owe it to the platform that I have and the network that I have I've just I've made so many friends in the last few months on social media and like they've become in real life friends and through people finding me on LinkedIn or TikTok or Instagram people reach out to me asking for advice and for help and being becoming a part of my circle and it's just I love sharing the love and it feels really really good so you know if you are studying for the bar exam please reach out to me I'm happy to help you know I documented it on the podcast last summer I documented it on TikTok last summer and I'm always happy to continue the conversation because I think this exam is hard and it's tough and it's a mental game but that's 90% of it is mental and if you have the right confidence and the right strategy the right mindset going in I think it's very very doable and you're gonna do great and I want to help reassure you and give you the tools and resources to succeed and pass on the first try and yeah so I've had a couple calls in the last few weeks and I have had a couple conversations just out in public and it just feels really really good every time someone after I've talked to them is like you really reassured me you really made me feel more comfortable and like better about it or they're just really grateful to me for sharing and being so open about it and it's just it is so nice to hear that and it feels really good to be able to reflect on my bar prep experience when it worked for me and be able to use that to help people and yeah so I'm just I'm feeling really like good in myself right now minus like physically like once I start working out I know I'll feel better there but just like emotionally and like confident too i just i feel really excited for what's to come and i just saw something on tiktok that said um when you go through a minor depressive episode and now you're back and it's like can i talk my shit again like that tiktok sound and um yeah that's where i'm at i'm like all right i'm ready i'm back like let's talk let's be social let's go out let's let's be wild let's do our thing and like i'm back you know you're gonna be sick of me the the Kylie audio like I'm back you're gonna be sick of me and I'm really excited about it but anyway I'm also really excited about this week's guests I love when I get to have Miami girls on the podcast and this week I have two the co-founders of Hive the Agency a local marketing agency that is co-founded by actually one of the influencers that I started following years ago and I didn't even know she had a marketing agency and I, I don't even remember how we got connected oh I think yeah, one of their clients reached out to me and I was like, oh my god, like this is so cool. I love your approach to marketing and media and the content that they create for brands and the content they create for themselves. And I just was really, really inspired by them. And I was like, I want to have you guys on the podcast because I want to share your story because I think there is no such thing as saturation in the market. There's room for everybody. Every agency attracts a different type of client and every client's looking for something different. So yeah, I have a lot of different people who do a lot of similar things, but I think the approach and the passion, the reason behind it is always different. And that to me is what's most exciting. And I was really looking forward to having two girls that are around my age in my city that I can resonate with their story. And it was, we had such a great time. I've run into them out a couple times at a co-working space, at events and we just have such a good time every time we get together 
So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. I'll link the episode with their client Gio Ingleto below so you can go listen to her and see the type of work that they do. Please let me know who you guys want to see next, what industries, what topics, what guests you want to see on. I'm always looking for new ones and like always, I want to make this podcast for you guys just as much as it is for me. So thank you guys so much for listening. It really does mean a lot. If you liked it, please leave a rating and a review. Please subscribe to the show. Share with a friend. Tag us as you're listening. And yeah, I will talk to you guys next week. Meet Ale and Jocelyn. Hive Agency, what's something that people wouldn't know about you just from following you? And who wants to answer first? <laughs> Told you guys I'd get you. Um, I love doing that. Yeah. I think it's the same for both of us, honestly. Yeah. I don't know if we are extremely vocal on our Instagram or, well, maybe on our website, but that we used to work together in a very similar type role, very different. But yeah, I think that's something that not a lot of people know just by following us. Yeah. And you, Dawson, also are an influencer yourself. So is there anything like on that end that people wouldn't know about you just from following you? I wouldn't not call myself. (laughs) I don't call myself that either, but technically that is something we can do. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So I call myself the Frosé Queen and that's kind of how my account got started. In New York, I would cover um, restaurants and bars that were doing Frosé. It had a moment. It not so much anymore, but maybe we could bring it back. I think you should. Honestly. I'm down. I'm I'm very down. It's about to be summer. It's about to be really hot. I'm I'm here for it. We always have a bottle of rosé in the office, actually. That's cute. Now. Yeah. So all we need then is a machine. Yeah. And we can make our own. We can label it. We can. I mean, is this? There you go. Business idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed. I'm actually really sad because we had a mini fridge or like we had a wine fridge in our house. We built a bar now, but we had one in like the main kitchen and it went bad. I I guess it was like really old. It went bad. So like all the bottles of wine that were in there kind of went bad because it took us a few days to realize that like it wasn't cold anymore. And it was all like the whites and the rosés. And I'm really sad because that's like my sash. I don't really, I drink red wine at dinner or like if I'm at home and like not going anywhere but I'm technically allergic to red wine so I can only have it if I'm not really like in public or like going out because I'm gonna break out and like not hives like I just look like I'm sunburned and I'm really hot and (laughs) and so like I try not to drink that much but the white wine and the rosé is mine and I'm really sad because like we had like three bottles and they're all bad now and so I need to restock (laughs) everyone but Yeah. yeah we'll do a happy hour I'm down. So how did you, so since you guys used to work together, how did you guys get started in your careers? Like, what did you study? Did you always know you wanted to go into marketing and PR? Like kind of tell me about like the origin story of like each of your individual careers. Okay. So I didn't know this was a career that I was even going to tap into when I first started studying like at all. I went to UM and I did economics, finance, and entrepreneurship. Um, Definitely was curious about like marketing in general, but it was not something that I thought for myself. I literally thought I was going to work at a bank, which is like really weird. Like the concept of like sitting in an office with like a suit or something like terrifying. I mean, you guys know I'm a lawyer, so (laughs) (laughs) Well, I literally think a suit's cute. Like if it's like pink and like, you know, wide leg or something. So yeah, and then it was (laughs) until my first internship where I was like, wait, maybe like this is something I want to explore. And my first internship was incredible. It, it kind of similar to what I do now, but it wasn't so much social. It started off with like pitching for like news outlets and stuff, which I'm definitely not a writer. I don't know how that continued until like my first job. But yeah, that's kind of how it all came to be. That's cool. I wish I would have done an entrepreneurship major in college like looking back I had no idea I was never the kid that they thought I was that was going to be a business person or entrepreneur like my brother had that title and we flip-flopped I'm now 100% the entrepreneurial one and I wish I would have taken classes on it I don't know how much it actually helped like I'm curious did it really help you but I wish I would have known to even try it Yeah. yeah honestly obviously it's so different than what you experience in like real life but just like getting creative with like creating a concept doing like a business plan setting your audience like that stuff uh was interesting and like it is useful now I wish I would have tried it Jocelyn you okay so I studied at FSU um I majored in fashion merchandising and product development 
And I knew since like middle school, I wanted to live in New York. So the day I graduated from FSU, I moved to New York and I started working in the fashion industry. I was working at different showrooms, Macage, and then I was working on the creative services um, team for Cole Haan. And um, that was honestly amazing. That was like during the time of when Nike um, was acquiring with them and it, it was great. Then um, I went on to work for a big media agency called MEC Global. Now they're called Wavemaker, but I worked on the new business and marketing team. And that's kind of when I transitioned more to marketing, not so much like fashion campaigns, that sort of stuff. From there, it just, I continued on with marketing. I was then at Condé Nast for a bit. And after after a year, my now husband <laughs> dragged me to Miami, which I'm very thankful about. But um, I left my job at Condé Nast, came down here, uh, was working marketing at another role, and then came together. And that's how I met Alex. So it's kind of like fat, you know, it all kind of goes hand in hand, but fashion led me to marketing. And that's kind of once I found that I'm like, no, this is really what I what I want to do, what I like to do, what makes me feel good. Yeah. Did you grow up in Florida though, that you went to FSU? Um, I lived in Florida at middle school, high school, and college. Okay. And then you went to New York and then ended up- And then I went to New York. Yeah. And then I was in New York for nine years and then I came Oh, at least you got a decent amount of time in New York. It wasn't like you only were there for a little bit, like you were- Yeah. No, I mean- I got, yeah, it was like my entire 20s. It was amazing. I loved it, but I'm really happy to be here now. And obviously every like opportunity has led me to, you know, where we are now. Yeah, for sure. I I was just in New York last month. I do love New York. I don't think I could live there though. I think, I mean, out of, there's very few places I think I could live because I'm Hispanic and that's really important to me. And like the cultural aspects of things, like maybe Tampa, maybe New York, maybe even Dallas, outside of Miami but really that's about it I just don't do the cold so I'm like I can't it's definitely hard it it definitely pushes you to a point where you're like okay I'm either gonna make it or I'm gonna break it let's see what happens yeah but I think it's cool that fashion like you got to fulfill that childhood dream and then it led you to a whole nother career and like all these other opportunities And, and then you created opportunities for yourself so yeah how did you guys meet what role were you guys in that you met each other so we used to work at another agency and like obviously in this being like working at a startup like you spent so much time together although we were like on completely different accounts we did notice that like we work really like similarly same pace we have a very similar vision so we're like hey you know what let's just do this like our way and so we kind of branched out and created Hive. Yeah. So when did Hive get started? How did you come up with the name? What was like the initial like, all right, we're doing this? Oh my gosh, super fun fact. I tell everyone, Jocelyn doesn't <laughs> want to give him credit, but her now husband came up with the name. <laughs> so yeah, that's how that happened. I know. He's our stand-in creative director. No, I'm just kidding. He would that's love that. Cute, yeah. That's well, nice. so we we knew that when we started Hive, we wanted it to be super collaborative. Like we we had kind of like the vision of for what we wanted for the agency. And as we were brainstorming, he just like popped out of nowhere and he's like, wait a minute, how about Hive? And then I spoke to Alex about it and we were both like, wait, this is great. Like it really has a meaning behind it. It's fun. It's playful. Like we don't take ourselves too seriously. As long as we love what we're doing, our clients are happy. Like let's enjoy it. You know, we work so much. Let's have fun while doing it. Yeah. I love um, that. Oh, and we started two years, almost two years oh, ago. Yeah. That was your first that's question. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like I know I, every time you guys, I see like a story or something like the graphics are so great. Like the, everything you're doing is really cool. So it's cool to see how much it's grown in just a few years and how like, is that like a pinching moment still? Like how is like, what has the growth been like for you guys? Oh my gosh like really fast at the beginning we were like kind of like taking it slow we're like figuring it out we would meet like maybe twice a week and like chill and have rosé or like picantes <laughs> and and then we're like wait we might have to start meeting a little bit more often like what's going on and then it's been a year of like a lot of growth which we were obviously like really happy about but I don't know every day is like a 
cringe me moment. Am I allowed to curse? But yeah, you can curse. No, it, it's that's how I feel too. Okay. So, so yeah, you can curse. He's like, I'm not going to curse. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to curse for like two months and here we are. No, it's okay. So when you guys started, were you still working at the other agency or did you guys go fully like we need to leave and start this on our own and you went all in? Like, tell me a little bit about like the strategic side of it. Yeah. <laughs> we knew when we left one we needed kind of a little bit of time like downtime to just get our head straight and focus again and and you know kind of just get to a good page where we were ready so we took some time you know to ourselves and then once we were both kind of like all right let's hit the ground running that is when we built the brand and I don't know I just I for sure, a pinch me moment every day. We're always super aligned on everything. And like, we have so much fun doing it. I don't know. It's, it's been great. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Honestly, like people get like Sunday scaries or something. I swear to God, I look forward to like Mondays because it's fun. Like we all have such a good relationship that like, it's just always a good time. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. I want to talk about that, like hiring a team and building it out, but on like the logistic strategic side of things, like for someone who wants to go off on their own and, and have that like downtime and that break before they start, like for me, I'm doing it simultaneously. So I can't really speak on it, but how did you guys prepare yourselves? Like financially, business-wise, like setting up the legalities of the business? Like, did you like have a timeline? Did you have a plan? Like, what did that look like? Did one of you like quit first Did you, how much did you have saved up? That kind of stuff. I was saving for a bit, to be honest. I wasn't really prepping like for exactly like how many months it was going to take or not. Like, I think we kind of just like went with the flow. And like I said, we took our time with it. We didn't want to rush it and like do it right. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, I mean, it took us about like four or five months to kind of like get everything together. And yeah, with financials, it was mainly just like, keeping a budget of like what I could spend, what I couldn't spend. Um, but it wasn't like as organized as you would think, <laughs> like at least financial wise for me. Yeah, oh, no, no. Same. I feel you. Same. And just like being smart about like tapping into like our uh, like family and friends for like how to do things. Like, oh, yeah. you know, we would ask like people that we know um, legal questions, like just being super savvy about it. And you know, like when you leave a place, it's that risk. It's like, we both knew, I mean, we didn't know if Hive was going to be successful. We had no idea, but we were like, we're willing to take the risk. And I think if you have like passion behind it, it's going to work out. And if you have good morals and, and, you know, like do it the right way, things will work out. So we were kind of like, okay, this is really scary, but let's do it and let's do it right. So I think like that also goes hand in hand with, with taking that leap of faith. Yeah, no, I agree. I think passion is, um, I guess a really big part of it and it's important, but it's also, you have to be willing to work for you to be willing to get savvy and ask around and ask for help. Did you guys have any like resources that you really went to, like, whether it's like business insider or something along those lines that like, that was where you got a lot of information from, or was it like mentorship? Like who did you go to for help like resources? Um, I think it was a little bit of both. Like we Googled a lot of things, just like anything really. And then, yeah, it's like Joss said, it was like tapping into your network. It could like literally help from a family member to someone that you may have crossed paths with in like previous jobs. I think that everyone's advice is a little bit different. So we just kind of found like a, a happy middle ground to like what would work for us and what we were both super comfortable with but yeah just like literally asking around from other people's experience our own experience also because I think through like previous jobs in general like we take so much from like just being an employee to an intern to anything really um and just from like observing how other people are running companies you realize like oh yes this is something I want to take and that's valuable or what not so yeah it's a little bit of everything honestly Mm -hmm. yeah I think people don't really realize how much value there is in learning what you like and but more so even what you don't like about and that goes for everything like relationships jobs bosses like anything and I part of the reason why I knew that I wanted to go off on my own was because I was like I'm 
a very, I don't need to work eight hour days. I can get a lot done in like a four to six hour day and be efficient and have more time for myself. So why am I going to go work in a job that I have to be butt in chair for eight hours when half the time I'm like, I just knew like what worked for me and my work ethic and my efficiency and my skill level, like little things like that, or just the boss that I have now, like he's just now learning to be a boss. And I appreciate that so much because it has taught me a lot about what I want to do when I start hiring people for my own firm, probably in two to three years, not anytime soon, but like, I'm going to at one point, hopefully have to, and like how I want to be as a boss. And you learn from all those experiences, good, bad, or ugly. Speaking of how has it been? Like, how do you delegate roles as one of you more business admin was one of you more creative and like hiring a team? Where did you start with that? How did you know when to hire and who did you hire first? Well, I think the the moment we knew we needed to hire someone is when the work became too much for the two of us. Yeah. And when we were like, all right, it's now time to shift into delegating and us focusing on bringing in new business, focusing more on like just the business side general, that's when we hired our first employee. We're like, okay, we need to pass the baton. Like, let's get somebody in here who can, who understands our vision. So we really, for a while did it ourselves and it was amazing, but then we're like, okay, if we want to scale, we need to kind of like, let go a little bit. Yeah. Was that scary? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> the biggest control person ever. So annoying. Um, so yeah, it was really hard. It literally got to a point that's like, oh my God, you know what? Just like review my work. Like I can't even let you do anything. So yeah, it's obviously something I'm still struggling with. But, you know, working on it, it's been almost a year. It's been over a year at this point. And I still like have issues with that. But it's because every like our clients and like Hive is like our baby. So we just like want to make sure that it's well taken care of. And it is. We have an incredible team. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And to be honest, like we, our role is like, we do everything. Oh, so yeah. we have not even like defined. We don't like, have titles. <laughs> some Sometimes we're HR. Sometimes we're the creative director. Sometimes we just do everything. And I think it kind of works for us. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like maybe at some point we'll have to be like, okay, you focus more on this. You focus more on that. But at least for me, like I like doing a little bit of everything. So I don't know. That's kind of how we have it set up right yep. now. It works. I make the coffee in the morning. It's great. <laughs> Yeah. Do you, is, do you, each of you have like one set of tasks that you prefer over the other? Like, since you both do everything, you're like, I don't really want to do that. Like, can you handle that one today? Or like, or is it just like whatever, whoever has the ability to do it, does it? Yeah. Like I feel from what I think how we organize it, it's almost like whoever like latches onto the project first and then kind of continues leading it. And then like, if some, if like one of us jumps in, then like, I don't know, it's just kind of like, we both kind of jump in here and there, but sometimes like one project will get started from Alex. Another time it'll get started from me. It's almost like whoever thinks of it first, Yeah, I would say. <laughs> I mean, Someone that's good. I, I think it's good that you guys are so similar and your strengths are the same and your weaknesses are the same that you hire, you delegate, you hire and you delegate to your weaknesses, but you guys are able to do your strengths. Like I think so many people go into business with really good friends or family and they don't have like the ability to separate that. And like, maybe you guys don't have to because it's the same strengths and weaknesses, but some people have opposite ones, but then they like are fighting and that doesn't work. It's like, you gotta have, you have to have those defined rules, but maybe for you guys, you don't have to. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's a unique approach. And I think that's something good for people to keep in mind. Like you don't always have to have like an opposite person. It can work with someone who's similar to you. You just have to be willing to kind of the way you guys do, like whoever gets it first does it. And yeah, I I mean, we're always also in like the office together. So we'll like, even if one person's leading a project, we'll like always be discussing it out loud anyways. It really, everyone does everything. Yeah. yeah. And it helps because you're also small and you are together all the time. Everyone's willing to help out. I think that's important too. Can ask you a question. Okay. Oh, hit me. Um, so um you want to start your um firm in like two to three years? Well, I already started it. Um I started my own law firm technically November and I launched it officially in January. 
Um, so I have two businesses. Well, technically three now. So I have, so my first business is like my influencer business itself. And that includes like my podcast. I don't really make money off of this. It's a hobby, but it's, you know, it's, it's a business because it does take a significant amount of time. So like my influencer business is one and that, and that's like my hobby business. And then I have connect to social, which is influencer management. And then I have Kayla Moran Law, which is my law firm and Connect to Social. I started in, I knew I was starting it about this time last year. And I officially started it in like September ish, I think. Mm-hmm. And then Connect, uh, Kayla Moran Law, I started in November and officially launched in January. So yeah, I, I think the reason I say two to three years is that's when I think I'll fully be able to like be off the ground and start hiring and like scaling it. I just right now I'm at the point where I work a part-time job at a personal injury firm and I don't even have the time to devote to my own stuff. And it it's hard financially. I'm not able to go off on my own just yet. So hopefully two to three years, I'll be able to, I mean, I am, I'm making that leap sooner, but I won't be able to be fully financially like supported by my businesses until like two to three years from now and then at that point I can start hiring and scaling so it'll be interesting I'm doing it really slowly as well but I'm I have the luxury that I do have an I I have been able to stay on in a different job to help me but I'm at the point where I don't have enough hours in the day to do it all so it'll be interesting to see I mean good for you yeah that's a lot yeah yeah that the number one question I get asked besides like so the number two questions I asked one is how do I manage it all and the other is how did I get started and it's both like I just did it like I really didn't think I didn't let myself think about it I I couldn't and like because of that there was a lot of like fear and there still is a lot of fear and imposter syndrome and it's scary as hell but I also know that this was the best path for me so we'll see I have a feeling it'll be a lot quicker than two to three years it has the potential to be. I just, I don't know. Like right now I'm, I'm part of why I'm so scared is because this is growing faster and bigger than I expected it to. And I don't have the physical capability myself or the financial capability to do it the way that I want to. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, Well, it'll be amazing. You're going to, you'll figure out what works for you and what's right for you. And everything's always a stepping stone or a learning lesson. Absolutely. I'm a firm believer in that everything happens for a reason and you learn from every opportunity. That's a good question for you guys. Like what are the biggest lessons you guys have learned since being business owners and founders of a company, especially something like this, where you are so like invested in other people's businesses and part of a team for other people. I have mine being picky with, the people you surround yourself with like that goes clients included oh, we're very picky like we'd rather turn down business than work with someone who is just not a nice or a good person like we yeah that for me is just like I want to be surrounded by good people and you was know? that from the beginning or was that something you had to like kind of be like okay we should stop taking on certain clients it kind of started from our like my past where like I worked in different situations that were just not healthy. So I think when starting Hive, I knew I'm like, I only want to work with people that make me feel good and that are, um, you know, like a positive influence. So, it, you know, like throughout the years, you kind of like learn that. Yeah. No, I've, I've had to, I had to learn that already. I mean, I always was going to be picky. Like I knew what I had a, like an idea of like the, the type of clients that I wanted, the potential clients I was going to look for, but I haven't really sought out clients myself yet. It's all been word of mouth or like people ask me what I do. And then I'll be like, Hey, I do this. And like, if you need anything, like, let me know. And that's really the only time I've like put myself out there as like, I'd be willing to work with you. A lot of it has come my way, but I've had to learn because of that of it coming my way, the being picky, like, I think it was last week or the week before I had a client who a potential client who marked up my entire management contract. And I was like, at this point, it doesn't really feel like you trust me. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to be a part of your team, 
you need to trust me because I'm the one representing you. And at that point, if you don't trust me, then why are you, why do you still want me to help you? Like, I'm not, you're limiting what I can do and what I'm best at. And it just doesn't feel right to me anymore. And they didn't really understand that. And I was like, look, like, I understand that you're a friend of a friend and I'm really grateful that you wanted to work with me. It means a lot. And I will still support you and help you out how I can and like be your friend. But this just doesn't feel right to me anymore. And it was like, that was the first time I've ever, and I, and I'm still like, did I make a mistake? Not in saying no to her, but in how I said it, because I definitely let the emotions get in the way at first. And then I had to like, when I followed up and I was like, thank you so much for meeting with me. Like I am still learning and I'm sorry that my emotions got in the way, but I think it's for the best. Like I tried to like fix it, but like, I, I know I did nothing wrong, but I definitely was like, oh, I could have handled that a lot better. So I'm learning that too. I think that's a that good one. That's tricky. It's like separating your emotions from like business, like especially because we're so close to like clients and to each other. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to like take a minute and be like, wait, this is like not a personal decision. This is something like business. Yeah. And like it happens. Sometimes you do, do just like get like way too invested emotionally personally and it affects so much yeah that's what happened for me it was like I and I kept saying like it's in the best interest of my business like this is a business I do want to help you and like I do get very invested in my clients which is why I'm picky and who I work with because I am very you know I am negotiating on their behalf it's money it's their livelihoods it's like their content they're creating is personal so I'm seeing that and I'm discussing that with the brand. So like it is very personal, but at the same time, like it is a business decision and I had to, so I did keep reminding myself of that and them that, but it was still hard. Alex, what's like your biggest lesson that you've learned in all of this? Really like, and I guess everything really does go hand in hand, but it's like taking a moment to like stop and remember why I started everything in the first place. That's a good one. Like you get so like, I don't know, there's like always like a wind that like you'll catch and you're like, okay, thinking of the future, I want to do 5 million other things. And then we're like, wait, hold on one second. Is that even what I actually want to do? And I wanted to do, or like, you'll, I don't know, have like a huge client come to you and they want to do everything. But then you're like, wait, this isn't aligned with at all where you kind of want to go as a company. We're like, no. And even just like with clients, like you get so invested and then you're like wait one second I'm not in-house I am your agency I'm here to support you like everything kind of goes full circle I'm just really reminding myself like wait this is why Jocelyn and I started because we have like the same vision the same goal and yeah the world is so crazy everything changes every single day and yeah we just like need a refresher I think that's so important. That's something that I, that's honestly how I got through law school. And I talk about it a lot on the podcast, like having a why, a reason to get up every day and keep going, even on the days that I didn't want to go to class or I didn't want to do whatever. And even now it's like, I get so bogged down sometimes. I have friends who are first year, just like me, and they're working at some of the top firms in the country some in this city, some in other big cities, and they're making insane amounts of money. And I have to remind myself, like, why I didn't want that. Even though like, sometimes it's just like, I I, I joke, like there's two jokes. One is, I wish I could sell my soul and do big law just like them. And the other is like, why can't I be a trophy wife and just not have to work at all? Because sometimes I'm like, why am I doing this? Like it sometimes it feels like, I get I do so much and I'm I'm not a people pleaser but I am a giver so it's like I do so much for other people and I feel like I'm not getting anything out of it so I'm just like god damn it like I wish I could just be a trophy woman sit and look pretty mm-hmm. and like everything be done for me and not do shit all day I'm exhausted and then others I'm like days I'm working and I'm like I'm working so hard like why am I not making more money I wish I could like if I'm going to be working this damn hard, I might as well be getting paid good money for it. So then I'm like, I wish I would have gone that route. But then I hear their struggles about it every single day. And I'm just like, yeah, no, that's why I chose like one of my friends tonight, we were supposed to go to dinner. And uh, like, he didn't answer all morning. So I was like, okay, he got slammed. Like I noted, like, I'm, this is probably not happening. But I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I'll wait till he says something. 
So it was like one o'clock in the afternoon. He was like, yeah, by the way, I don't think I can make dinner anymore. And I was like, I figured as much, but okay, let me know. I was going to be at an event anyway. So I was like, I'll be in the area. Like I can stay a little bit longer to give you more of an opportunity. Cause the event was like till seven. So I was like, I'll give him to like eight. I can go eat, take myself to dinner. Like, and just like maybe get a drink afterwards. It's like eight 30. And he's like, yeah, like she told me to just go buy a pre-made dinner at Whole Foods. Like oh, I'm not leaving anytime soon. And I was like, okay, I'm going home. Bye. <laughs> and and he's like miserable. He was pissed. He didn't want it. He was like, I'm sad. Like, sorry that I can't see you. Like, I just don't. And I don't even think I'll be free this weekend. Um, it looks like he's gonna be working all weekend long. And I was like, yeah, that's why I don't do that job. <laughs> like I was no. much as I, the money he makes and like that he loves the work, the hours and like, he just doesn't have his life. Like it's not his own. Yeah, and so that's the benefit of doing what I do is that I can kind of like, all right, gotta go have an event. Like I can go kind of do whatever I want. And that's nice. Yeah. There's always something like it's either you're making a lot of money, but your boss sucks or like you're making, you're making no money, but you're so happy. Like it's like finding that. Well, first defining like what makes you happy. Like, are you driven by money? Are you driven by happiness or both? Like, and then, and it's kind of going for, for what ultimately makes you happy. Obviously I feel like everybody wants both, but be patient with yourself. Like keep working hard and you're going to get there, you know, oh, it, yeah. it takes time, but you'll get there and it'll be amazing. And so rewarding once you like, can you get to, to that yeah. point? And yeah. it already has been too. It's just like reminding myself of that. And like, we all have to remind ourselves of that and knowing that why, like you said, Alex, and like keeping that at the forefront, even on those days is that's why it's so crucial. And mm-hmm. it allows you to decide like is this still what I want to do like I'm lucky like we all have degrees or experience and network like connections in other industries if we ever decide like this isn't really what I want anymore you can go somewhere else and like it's transferable skills and like that was super important to me and my parents like if you're gonna go this route I want you to work at a firm for a little while even on the side just so if it doesn't work out or you decide never mind you can transfer to a firm and like it's not like you wasted time doing it even though your own experience wasn't a waste but like that you are marketable to employers and I was like okay I didn't want to do that but I get where you're coming from so yes but yeah reminding yourself of that why is super important yeah and it's totally okay if your why changes like there's nothing wrong with it at all yeah Um, yeah it's also being okay with accepting that yeah and yeah yeah I think so. Yeah. Cause I went to law school wanting to do something completely different and it was halfway through it. I was like, why am I even here? COVID being happening during that time also helped. Cause like we all were at home and like got the opportunity to think deeply of like why we were doing everything we were doing. And I was like, I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. Like, but I didn't really, I was like, do I transfer home? Do I drop out? And my parents were like, hey, we'll support you whatever you do. But like, if you drop out, like you are going to get a job. You're not sitting on your ass. Like you're immediately going to go find a job. And I was like, no, I wasn't planning to, but like got it. And like, I'm, I've never, I joke about the trophy thing because I'm the least trophy wife person out there. Like, I don't know how to sit still. Like I need to work. I'd be I, so I, bored. I'd be so bored. <laughs> I mean, it sounds depressing. So. Oh, like the reason I have so many jobs and people don't know how I do everything I do is because when I am bored, I'm like what can I do right I'm like itching and like I put so much on my plate I need to like relax um yeah I need to learn how to be productively resting but I I was like I don't I don't dropping out's not the answer but like I don't want that so like what can I do and you know no one talks about entrepreneurship in law school like they everyone knows that there's lawyers who go off on their own solo on solopreneur lawyers like that's not a new concept but mm-hmm. law schools don't preach that. They don't teach that. They don't help you do that. So it was super risky what I did, but I just knew it was the right path. And like my why all of a sudden changed. Like, how can I, yeah, money is important to me, but so is happiness and not just happiness, but being fulfilled in what I do. Like wanting, like how you like love going in on Mondays. Like I know not every day I'm going to love it, but I want to overall like what I do and like enjoy it and like the people I'm working with and be able to choose the people that I'm working with. Whereas at a firm, until I'm a partner, I'm not choosing anything mm-hmm. about my life. And I knew ultimately like that was not what I wanted. I wanted to be able to pick 
And so that was ultimately like part of my why. And yeah, so I think knowing that it can change and accepting that and trusting in it. And like one thing for me has been my intuition. I don't know if you guys are like into intuition at all or like go with the flow. But for me, it's all about like what feels right, but not just like emotion. It's not an emotions feeling. It's like an an internal like gut feeling of like, this feels right. I need to listen to this a little more. Yeah, for sure. I definitely like will try to listen to my gut and base a lot of like answers on that. Yeah. What, what are your favorite types of clients to work on? Like what industries are you in? What kind of clients you work with? What are your favorite things to do? Our clients are all over the place. I know people like ask us and we're like, okay, well, we have all types of clients. We don't have like a specific niche, like industry. I think we're kind of, we're very unique in the work that we produce and like our concepts and our ideas. So it kind of like attracts all different types, which I think is really fun for us. Also really challenging, but we have like a lot of real estate clients, beauty, law, law, um, development. We used to work with fashion clients, but right now, currently none. Tech. Yeah. That's so, like, cool. Yeah. So it's like very different. I like that you said that like it's challenging and that's something that's something that I wanted to like I wanted to be able to choose my clients so I can do different things depending on what I'm in the mood for or like what's going on and like I want to like try out different things and I think that's really cool that you guys get to creatively challenge yourself depending on the client that you work with in whatever event or partnership or whatever it is that you're working on with them um what are your favorite like types of events or types of like work to create for a client or with a client um I would say like I love when clients come to us with like like in the beginning stages of some clients they come to us with not really knowing who they are like what they look like what just feeling lost and confused and I love when we can be like, all right, let's sit down. Let's talk about your goals and let's almost like rebrand you completely. Like your look and feel, your tone, the direction of everything. And then that's where like the magic starts happening and we're coming up with really cool campaign ideas and partnerships. And it's, it's just kind of like, you know, our goal is to make our clients successful and cool and elevated and whatever their goals are. But um, that's what excites me is like kind of like shifting them into this like new look. Yeah, that's cool. I, I agree, honestly. I think what we do is really rewarding. Um, and like what Joss was just saying, that is like one of the most rewarding parts when like you see someone's Instagram or TikTok or newsletters or any of their marketing material and you see it's consistent and that we've kind of created that consistency. Like you can tell immediately let's say like the grid of Instagram, like you'll can tell when they started working with us versus when they didn't. So yeah. it's fun. I like that too. Yeah. I do that a lot with my influencer management clients, which is why like with that one client that was like marking it up, I'm like, I don't do branding and I'm not a publicist, but in a way that's a part of my role too. Like, because I'm helping you like they'll the way that I like I'm I'm a part of their about their team they're like do you think this brand even a brand will come to them and they're like what do you think like do you think I should take this like sometimes not always but sometimes they're like I'm not sure about this one like do you think it fits into overall because I may know even more than them what's coming down the pipeline because I'm working on contracts in the background so like having I, I do in a in a small way have a little bit of input creatively or concept wise like they're like the brand wants a concept idea this is like these are the talking points like they want me to come up with a creative concept within those and they come to me and they're like can you which one do you think like I'm in between these two which one do you like better like this is kind of what is down the pipeline for me content wise the next few weeks like where can we fit this in which one and like I help them choose so like I need to tr- them to trust me. I need to enjoy them and trust them and what they like. And like, I like seeing not just like when they start working with me, the contracts that they get are elevated. The amounts that they're getting is elevated, obviously, but also just like they feel more comfortable in their content because it's like they know that someone is has their back and is like supporting them and creating it. And like, yeah, it, it's a very close relationship. And yeah, so I like that part of it too. And sometimes they're like, I want to be on 
a podcast and like, can you help me with that? And I'm like, it's the same exact pitch email that I would send to a brand. So sure. Even though it's not technically, I'm not a publicist. I kind of do slightly do some of that too. And it's funny because I used to say that I wanted to be a publicist. Like when I was little, like in middle school, (laughs) there was a book that I read and I still, it's the series is over now. And she's like the author starting this, the next generation, like the kids. Um, but in that series, I started reading in middle school and it ended while I was in like college or something. It was like a really long series. And the girl, one of them goes to law school and she ends up becoming a publicist. Like she went to law school for the business aspect of it and became a publicist. And I was like, I had just started figuring out like, maybe I think I want to go to law school. And I was like, wait, I can be a publicist. That's really cool. Cause I liked, you know, entertainment and events and hosting and things like that. So I was like, I think I might be a publicist. And little did I know, like that is going to end up being part of what I do even though I don't work in PR podcast is a PR tool now and social media is a PR tool now. So it all kind of like everything really does happen for a reason. And it's funny how it all works out. That's amazing. It really sounds like everything like in your life is kind of like interwoven and kind of just like a stepping stone for something even more amazing. And it's good how it's led you all to this place. Yeah. No, it's wild looking back how like that's just this what I just said right now. Like that's not something I thought about I think yeah. in a really long time, if ever, about like the publicist angle. Like the connection part that I told you guys earlier or like offline, like that that part I've always known. Like I've always been a networker, I've always been a connection builder. And I like connecting people. And that's the reason why I named my management agency Connect to Social in Spanish, because I'm not Hispanic, but like that's where it came from. I like to connect. Let's get candid. Let's connect and like talk and like about everything and anything. My friend, my law school best friend, actually, he's the one that helped me come up with that name. Oh, I love it. Um, It is a good name. What series number is this? This will probably be in the (laughs) 80s. Wow. That's amazing. So today, 72 went live today. So I think this will probably be in the like late 80s, maybe early 90s, but I think late 80s. So yeah, I've been doing this. September will be two years, which is wild. And it's just, yeah, I'll tell you guys the name story offline because I've shared it on the podcast before. But something you said, Alex, too, like you get a lot of ideas and you have to remind yourself like why you're doing like what you're doing right now. That's something for me that I've struggled with too. Like, like I said, I never thought I would be an entrepreneur ever in my life. That was, I was always like going to be a businesswoman. I, I was a poli science major. And then I changed it to my minor. Like I thought I was going to go into politics. I worked in politics in college and I thought I didn't want to be the politician, but I was like the chief of staff or like on behind the scenes, but like high up there. Like I, that's my thing. Like I wanted to be like the admin, the processes, the systems, and like the strategicness, even public relations in a way like that's, it, it really just all makes sense. But with that, like I had no idea I was going to be an entrepreneur, but now I'm like, every time a new idea comes, I'm like, I, I want, I have a new business idea every week and I need to like, re- like reel it in. Like you cannot do everything yet. Like, but I have a list of ideas. Like I am going to be a serial entrepreneur. My family, I know it. My dad already like, we'll sit and have like wine nights every couple weekends and just like talk about life or business or how you know work is going or whatever's happening in the world. And the other day, he was like, you know, that business idea you have, like, I think like with the market and the way things are going real estate wise, like we need to start like thinking about, it. I'm like, dude, I literally can't afford to yet. And he's like, I know, but like, just hear me out. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, whoa. Like, but the fact that now my parents are like supportive and are into it. And at first, like the scariest thing was telling my parents, like, I don't think I want to be a traditional lawyer. It was never that I didn't want to be a lawyer, but it was more so like I didn't want to be like a lawyer in the way that they think. And yeah. like, that was really scary, but they've actually been really supportive of me. And yeah. it's just funny to see how it all comes together. But yeah, I have so many ideas. And I have to remind myself like, okay, this is why I'm doing it this way. And this is why it has to be this way right now. And it's okay if that changes and you adapt as you go, but like take a breather, take a step back. Like you can't do everything when you want it to. It doesn't work that way. Write them all down though. Yeah. No, I definitely <laughs> will we'll talk in a few years when that that one can can come to fruition. Cause I will that one will definitely need a lot more like marketing and help than what I'm doing right now. But it's um, amazing. Love yeah. it. 
but I think it's really cool what you guys are doing and how like it really stemmed from like I think like and then you guys know this on the marketing side like any product or service it does really well a business it does really well became because it came out of a need of the founders Mm -hmm. and like that's it's personal to them which is hard to separate sometimes that it is a business but it's because it's personal and I think that that's how Hive Agency came to be like you wanted to bring what you guys loved about this industry and this business together and create something unique and on your own and you can tell that that shows in everything you guys do which is really cool and I I love seeing it I'm like I have no artistic ability whatsoever but I think it's really cool when I like see it like on Instagram the stories and the guides that you guys put together the events the photography all of it I I think it's really cool what's the we've talked a lot about what is rewarding but what's your favorite part of running your own business either with being with each other or like having your own business the clients the work that you guys do Mm, I think it's just doing it like everything the way that we feel good about again it's like the relationship that we have with each other the relationship with our clients and our team is that we get to choose it all yeah and how we want to run it so and like who's going to question us no one so that's like my favorite part about like just having a business in general and then also doing it alongside someone who like shares that vision with me yeah it's it's very like it's like freedom like yeah I don't know it's hard to describe but like liberating yeah no I feel the same way what is something can you guys tease like that's in the works like something exciting that you guys are working on that's in the pipeline this will go out in about a month so like something exciting that you guys are doing for summer or what you guys are most looking forward to for the rest of the next few months at Hive we are in the (laughs) we're in the process of figuring out our merch business that's exciting yes yeah we'll see (laughs) yeah no but that's exciting it's always something cool to look forward to and and yeah I I realize I I really do love the building up of like a business and processes and systems like and calling it my own and freedom like to make all the decisions and you guys seem to be like that too so I think that'll be cool to see it all come to life if anyone wants to work with you how can they find you what do you look for when bringing on a new client um, well, I mean, if anyone wants to reach out to us, they can DM us or email us. Um, and what was the other question? <laughs> like, what do you look for when clients come to you, like to bring on a new client? What do you look for? I would say passion. Like we're, we would never work with someone that's like, nah, I don't really like, like my product or, you know, we want to work with people who are like passionate because we're going to bring that same energy right back to them. And openness, like they need to understand that we know what we're doing and that what we're recommending is because it's going to help them through like experience that we've gained. And it's not just for shits and giggles. Like people will come to us and they don't even understand social. So they question every bit of it. And that's just not going to work like long-term at least. And again, that goes back to us being picky with who we work with. Mm -hmm. So if you're open to hearing suggestions and to like actually wanting to grow your brand or business or whatever, then we're good. Yeah. I I think that's a great point. I was talking about it with someone who does something similar to what you guys do. And yeah, like if they just want to offload the social media or something to you guys but they don't really want to be hands-on or be the face of their brand like then it's really not going to work and it seems like you guys are the same way like you want them to be an active participant in and not just you guys handling it for them it's like you it's a partnership you guys work together so that's cool I will link everything in the show notes where they can find you guys one piece last piece of advice from each of you on either whether I'm like a personal like career point like you know like starting out in your careers or running your own business like one last piece of advice um I would say like it's okay to fail like you you're going to fail at things and just keep going like just keep going yeah yeah I 
I guess mine was was really similar. I thought about it before you said it. So I'm not taking it. <laughs> okay, I'm the same one. Um, but it's to take the risk. Like literally, the worst thing that could happen is it fails, and that's the biggest learning lesson that you. But like, if you don't try, what is it? What's the saying? Like, if you never try, you'll never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I 100. I I'm a firm believer in all of that. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. I will link everything in the show notes, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.